Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Yay! Wow. I had my own walkout music. Anyways, how's it going? Good? It's the last day in the tent! Yay! I can't tell. I am very sad about it. Um, so, today also is the last day of the tent, but it's also kind of the last day of the hub, so it's kind of a little bittersweet, you know? We had so many memories in this place. Tribe nights for the youth, neon nights. We had baptisms here a few months ago. Just, I mean, we launched C3 here out of this building, so it's, it's just kind of a cool day to celebrate with you all. Um, and I want to make a point that I had the privilege of being the first person to speak in the tent and I'm the last person to speak in the tent so it's kind of exciting for me to to be here to speak with you today so as he explained um, we're in this sermon series called character and I'm gonna close it out today with uh, I chose Elisha and I'll tell you why in a little bit but I kind of want to give you the backstory of Elisha and his calling Um, so Elijah is a prophet in the Old Testament he was very well known for that, and God told him, like, I want you to call Elisha. I've called him to be your replacement. So we pick up in 1 Kings. Actually, do you have your Bibles with you? And if not, you have your Bible apps with you. If you want to pull it out with uh, with me, we can read through 1 Kings chapter 19. It's the call of Elisha, and it says, So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him, threw his cloak across his shoulders, and then walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go on back, but think about what I have done to you. So Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople, and they all ate. And then he went with Elijah as his assistant. So let's just pray real quick. God, I thank you for today's service. I thank you for what this stands for, the closing of a great chapter. But God, the beginning of another incredible chapter that lies before us. God, I I pray as, as we get into this word, God, that you speak through me, that you open hearts, that you challenge and you encourage and you empower and you inspire everyone that can hear me, God, that we together can hear your words and move forward into this next season stronger, ready, and better than ever before. So God, I thank you for this moment that I have to speak. I thank you for that privilege. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. First character trait that I noticed out of this story is that he had a yes attitude. So going back into 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 20, it says, Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go on back, but think about what I have done to you. Okay, so let's just let's go back in time, and let's put ourselves in Elisha's feet. He's like plowing the fields, right? So... He sees off in his peripheral. He, like, notices a figure. <laughs> How many of you have seen um, Pride and Prejudice? 
the new one with Keira Knightley. So you know that scene at the end of the movie where Mr. Darcy is walking down the field towards her and that kind of like long scene of that he's just walking down the field and he gets closer and closer? That's what I imagine this to be. So he's just like walking closer and he's like eyeing him. And he, he begins, I mean, Elijah is a well-known man in that time and in that area. And so Elisha, based off of the context that we have here, is that Elisha recognizes him and he knows who he is. He knows who that man is as he's walking. He's like looking. He's like walking closer. He's like, oh, that's that's Elijah. <laughs> and so he's noticing who he is. He w- he's walking towards him. He also knows what the cloak is and what it represents. We may not know because that's not part of our tradition and our culture now, but ba- back then, I mean, he didn't. He knew what the cloak was because when he cloaked him, he understood what that meant and understood the the weight of what that was. So he didn't he didn't ask any questions. He just knew what the cloak meant and what it would require of him, what that cloaking represented, and what it would cause, um, what it would represent from that point forward. Um, and so without even asking, because, or without asking any questions, without expressing any concerns, he simply said yes. And we know that because in that moment of seeing Elijah walk towards him, to that moment when he got closer, he could see the cloak, to that moment when he saw Elijah taking the cloak off. He's like, oh, it's happening. And he sees him, and he puts the cloak on. He's registering what exactly is taking place, what decision he's going to have to make, what is what he, it's going to represent in his life, what it means he has to give up. He has to go through that entire mental process of him standing there. And it, ha- it takes enough time that he has to run after Elijah, but he simply in that in that process and in that, series of events he makes that decision simply says yes and doesn't even ask any questions he's he just lives with an a yes attitude um and i think i chose to speak on elisha because god is is speaking so clearly to me personally through his characteristics over my own life for these next few months um so as you all know <laughs> we are in relaunch mode after today. If you didn't know that, we are. Um, So for me, I knew what this season was going to require of me, and I knew that this next few months was going to be a lot. (laughs) And and I was like, I've come across seasons like this before, and I shied away because I was like, I don't want to get overwhelmed, or I, I I, I can't. I physically can't. I can't emotionally. But this time, I was like, absolutely not. I am going to say yes. I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to question it. I'm just going to say yes and know that God's going to take care of me through this. And he's going to find a way for me not to be overwhelmed because he, he's going to honor my obedience and my um, willingness just to have a yes attitude. So for me, currently, I am our production manager, so everything with the screens and the live stream and sound and helping Stevie with the worship team, just like all the production. And then um, I'm one of our youth leaders as well. So that's Wednesday and our communications and then our new young adults group and helping to lead that with the help of Jordan Kalen. Thank you. And then I have a nine to five job that I go to. I do freelance for like with photography and clients and video for commercial businesses and work and all that kind of stuff. So that's my life just in general. I do I do a lot. That's just how I'm wired. I can't help it. Um, but in this next few seasons, I'm doing all of that plus more because I knew that this next season is just for me. I feel like God was calling me to do 
more, to sacrifice more, knowing that this is a huge season for us and what our goal is and how we can get there. And so I'm also not like without even without even asking my dad was like, I want you to do this. I didn't even like question it or be like, no, please. (laughs) No, it was. So I'm helping with uh, leading our marketing strategy on top of that and our rebrand. So that's it's exciting for me. But I was like, I'm down. I'm not going to shy away. I'm going to step forward into this knowing that sure, my schedule is going to be crazy. (laughs) Yes. So it's just going to be crazy, but I don't even care because I am I am all in. I want this yes attitude. And that's why Elisha, to me, is so inspiring, like not even questioning it. He just, he knew what was required. He knew what God was asking. He knew what the sacrifice was going to be. And yet he, he just said yes, knowing that that was for that season of his life. So um, I knew that God was calling me to step up for this next season. and 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 I just said yes. And so... I want to encourage you, <laughs> I want to encourage you to also have this yes attitude. Um, Elisha, he, just as Elisha saw the cloak coming closer, he saw it, right? He saw what it was. He recognized and knew what the cloak represented and what it meant when he got cloaked, right? He knew what that was. And he accepted the cloak just as Elisha did that. I want to encourage all of you to see the cloak. You already see it. You see that we're relaunching. That's You've seen the cloak. You have all now seen the cloak. And now, by my words, all know what the cloak is. You all know what it requires. I mean, if you call C3 Church your home, and this is your home church, you are called to this relaunch. You are called to step up and knowing that it's, yeah, it's just a season that we're all going to be up all hands in, all hands on deck that this is for a season, but no, I don't even have to hear from God to know. I just know if this is our home, this is our responsibility to take that ownership, to step up and say, I'm going to be on ground zero from this moment, from like right here, right now, I'm going to be a part of this relaunch. And so it's just a matter of, it's on the table. Are we going to say yes and have this yes attitude? Are we going to say yes? I'm all in, no questions asked. I'm here to be a part of it. So if you consider this church your home church, you are called to this relaunch. You just are. And so we all have a part to play. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we can all think this at times that, yeah, I already serve. I already serve. I already have a yes attitude. That's great. That's a great first step. That's great. But it leads me into my next point of the character trait is that Elisha, he lived sacrificially. <laughs> he lived sacrificially. So in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19, we go back and it says, Elisha went and found, oh wait, no. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Um, so Elijah, or Elisha, I get that mixed up, they're too similar. Elisha came from a family of great wealth. So back then, the oxen represented um, wealth in the family, and so the more you had, just it was a status, basically. And so we can see that Elisha came from wealth, a comfortable life, working hard with fa- his family. It was just, that's what his lifestyle was. And so he gave all of that up, knowing that that was what God was asking of him, and he didn't question it. He was just simply answering the call of God. And we can go on to the verse 21 that says, um, So Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He didn't have to do that. 
God wasn't asking him to do that. He simply, out of obedience, and then more on top of that, offered to do that so that he could go back to his family. He even took wood from the plow. He did more than what was asked of him, knowing that he wanted to make that sacrifice to his family and make that sacrifice to the townspeople. They all ate, and then he went with Elijah to live or to be as his assistant, giving up that life, giving up um, what he was comfortable with, his his lifestyle. Um, I mean, we're not asking you to, like, go be homeless and stuff to, like, give us everything. That's that's just the example that we have. So um, I think a great modern example of sacrifice in this season um, so is a little story. Um, Stevie and Leslie and I were youth leaders in my city, right? So um, we, the three of us, have this next season is – I, we're, we just have a lot on our plates, which is totally exciting to me. Like, I, it's just exciting that we all get to be a part of it, and especially being as a family, doing it together. Um, and so we also have in our youth, we have parent helpers who help us. So it's the Hofers, so Sandy and Jay, and then the Maoris, <laughs> Jenny and Corey. Yeah, woo! They're great. They're great. If you don't know them, you need to. Um, so they are our parent helpers to help uh, tame the children and keep them in line because they are chaotic. <laughs> Um, and so they were, they're great people, and they came to us knowing what is going to require of us this next few seasons, and they're already involved in so much, and they, they have jobs and families and crazy kids to tame, and, like, they have their own life to figure out and, and worry about and all that stuff, but they came to us, and they were like, we are all in. We want to be, a, we know that you guys have a lot on your plates and we want to help alleviate that, to take on responsibility. If you're wanting uh, our help, we are here to help you and take some of that responsibility off. And so I want—I was so taken aback, not surprised that they would do that because that's just who they are, but like amazed to see that our church family already is seeing the need, seeing the call, seeing what is required of us, stepping up to it, taking on more. And they even, they went to their kids and were like, hey kids, we're going to get more involved in the youth. You'll see us more. But just know it's just for a season that this is a season that all of us, I'm looking at every single one of you or trying to, that we are all in this together, that we all have a part to play. We're all called to say yes and have a yes attitude, but we're also called to live sacrificially in this season. It's, and it is, it'll be a lot of work, but trust me, it's all great work. And I want to encourage you. This is, it's going to require a lot, but at the same time, it's only a season. And I want to put a little plug into our team nights and specific team trainings and all that, because Earlier in this story, in this chapter, I didn't read it, but um, so before God called Elisha, I told Elijah to go get Elisha. Elijah, I don't know if you know the story, he, he went, he was running away from somebody who threatened his life, and he went to a tree and was like, God, kill me now. I am of absolutely no use. And he laid down and he fell asleep. An angel poked him and was like, look, wake up, eat the food that's around you. And so he did, it says that he grabbed the bread that was next to his head, so he didn't even get up. He just grabbed the bread, ate the food, and went back to sleep. And and then the angel came back, woke him up again. It's like, look, dude, you need to get up. You need to eat food, and you need to feed yourself so that you can handle this next journey that's ahead of you. Because if not, 
it's going to be way too difficult for you. So I want to, that's just a little plug, to go to those team nights, go to Saturday services, listen to the podcast, feed your soul, because that's, that's what I'm doing. I know I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm feeding my soul with God's encouragement, God's word. Anyways, that's a little, little extra something for you. Um, so Elisha, he not only said yes to the calling that God gave him, he was all in, and he was sacrificial with his yeses. And you're thinking, how can I say yes? Or, or you're thinking, I don't even know where to begin. Like, what? okay, I'm going to give you a little, a little tip. There are ministry leaders in this church that you can go to and be like, I want to be in. I want to do something. What can I do? I don't have that much time, but help me figure it out. I don't have that much resources. Help me figure it out. I don't think I'm talented, but you are. You have what you need. I don't, I'm, saying, I'm saying this, that God wouldn't ask of you what you don't already have. God wouldn't ask you to give your time if he didn't already provide it. It's a matter of saying yes and allowing God to open those doors, allowing God just stepping forward in faith, saying, I'm all in. I may not see how my schedule can handle this, but I am all in for the calling that God has placed on me, on this church, and I'm going to be a part of it. And so you can come to, you can come to me, you can come to Josh and Trisha, you can go see Jordan and Caitlin, you can go see Jenny and Corey, and you can see anyone that you see manning any kind of station. Just be like, hey, what can I do? Why can I get involved? Today is a great day because today is the last day of us at the Hub. And this is where we start our relaunch. This is where we're going to kick all that stuff off. And if you need time to think about it, just see us anyways. Yeah. See us anyways. We'll find a way. We'll find a way to get more plugged in. You can, and you may be thinking, my job does not allow it. You don't understand. I have too many kids. I you. I want to encourage you. As I said, God wouldn't call you to something that He hasn't already given you the resources to accomplish it. So if you're thinking that your job is overwhelming already and you don't have extra time, yes, you do. This is a time to be sacrificial. This is a time to say, I don't care. I'm going to step forward into this. I'm going to move forward with the yes attitude, and I'm going to be a part of this. And it's God, God's calling each of us to this relaunch. And I know that that's, that's a specific calling for me, and I'm taking this message very personally and applying it to my life and challenging myself because I've been in this position before to see what's required of me and to like step back because I don't want to get overwhelmed and whatever and I'm this I'm not letting this opportunity pass me do you understand what we're about to be able to do we are going to have our own building you know how long we have fought for that we are going to have our own building in orchards off fourth plane we're not going to be hidden in some like private drive under a tent we, I mean, no, no disrespect, Tent, but good riddance. Um, we are going to have a very public area of where we're going to be, and just naturally we're going to be more in front of people, and we're going to have this opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, to be a part of this relaunch. And I personally am not going to let that go. I'm not going to let that opportunity get by me that I, I want to be able to look, be there on that Sunday. And say, I was a part of that. 
I was there, and you're able to be and be there and see it, and that's what I'm. I'm just not gonna let that happen. I'm personally, I'm not gonna let that happen. I want to be a part of it any way I can. Throughout the week, I'm going to do everything that I can to be all hands on deck. So I want to encourage you to have that yes attitude, to see it sacrificially, to see what teams you're already on, how you can get more involved, see your schedule, see your resources, see your talents. Okay, what can I do? What can I offer? How can I get involved? And that starts um, with us. And the goal here as a church is to be a church where we are able to introduce our entire community to the heart of God. If there's one person in this church, or in this church, (laughs) if there's one person in this community that doesn't know God, we are not big enough. We're not done yet. So we are a church that is called to the heart, to introducing our community to the heart of God, to be a place where they have the opportunity to experience all of who he is, to be that hub, to be that place of where they can experience his presence. And so that starts with us and whether we decide to be in and all in, right? So um, it, in Second Kings 13, verse 20 through 21, um, it's passing the story already of Elisha, and it talks about his death, and it says, Then Elisha died and was buried. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. So once, when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. God's hand moves through our obedience beyond where we thought he would. You think that, okay, the end goal is relaunch day in December-ish. No. Trust me, it's going to go beyond where you think. You're like, oh, I, I'm on this team, cool, but and I, it's going to do this. And God is going to go beyond where you can even imagine. He's going to work through our obedience, and it's going to go further than what we could even imagine, giving life to the dead, giving life beyond our capabilities and beyond our thoughts. People are going to be able to come into this church, into what the, the place that we have taken ownership of, the place where we have called our own and put blood, sweat, and tears into it, and they're going to be able to walk in, experience healing, They're going to experience joy and life and hope. They're going to experience God's hand in their life and hope and life and not death. (laughs) Because first through our obedience. So that's my encouragement to you guys. That's my challenge to you guys is if you call this place home, be all in. And if you're already on a team, challenge yourself. Be more sacrificial. Be Find a way to get involved. And if you're not on a team, see somebody immediately afterwards. There's so many things that we need done. I'm telling you what. There's so many things. There's so many ways. You think that we're going to be in somebody else's building for a few months that we don't need set up or we don't need whatever. Oh, we will find a place for you. We will. We will. Trust me. So that's my encouragement. If you guys want to all stand with me. Thank you. I hope that you guys, I prayed all week that this would not only encourage you and inspire you, but that it would challenge you. And and for me, I know that's what, I I wanted to make sure that I spoke on something that I was taking seriously myself because I didn't feel that it right, that I challenged you guys to not do something, you know? So I hope that you guys walk away feeling encouraged and empowered that this is our church. This is our church. We get to be a part of the future of our community. You understand that?
You understand what this world needs and we can be a part of giving life, opening that door to our community. So it's, it's cool. So let's pray. God, I thank you for this, this group of people right here, God, the people that will listen to this later on, the people that are listening online. God, I, I thank you for the deposit that you're already making, God, the encouragement, the um, challenge, the inspiration, God, the empowerment that you are depositing into everyone's heart right now, God. I ask you that you not only inspire people to have that yes attitude, but God, to have a heart that is sacrificial, God, in any way that they can give. God, even if it's a little bit, God, if it's sacrifice on their part, God, I ask you just to bless them ahead of time, God, for that. Help them to not shy away from um, the overwhelming, the overwhelmedness of their schedules and then to shy away thinking that, oh, I, sure, yeah, God's calling me. I'm already serving, but the rest of the sermon isn't doesn't count towards me. God, I ask you to just encourage them. Show them how they can grow. Show them how they can expand their capacity, God. And I ask you already to bless them for what they have already sacrificed for this church because they're they're all amazing people. They have all given so much to this church. And God, we thank you for that. I thank you for that. And I ask you just to bless them for that. But God, bless them for what they're going to do, God, what we get to do as a church, God, that we get to be a part of your plan for this community. And I am not going to let that opportunity pass. So God, I thank you for that opportunity to um, be called to your greater plan for Vancouver area. And, and I thank you for that, God. I thank you that I get to play a part, that you have given me um, time and skills and resources to be able to play my part. So God, I thank you for that. And I, I thank you for this week, God. I thank you for the opportunity you have given us to be in this hub, God, the building that you have provided for us, the place of meeting here, God, the memories that come out of here, the healing that people have been able to experience here, God. Your spirit, God, has just been with us every every step of the way through this last year, God. And we thank you for what you have provided for us. And God, we I'm speaking for myself. I am excited, God, for what you have in store for us, even through these next few months. Even if it is relaunch mode, it, God, I'm excited for what you have planned. I am excited for the future that you have in our own building. God, I can't believe you. You made it happen, God, I, and I thank you for that. God, it's going to be a great season. And, and just finally, I, th I thank you for these people again, as I've said, God. I thank you for this opportunity to speak. And in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.